Yo, what's up? And welcome to episode 97 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as always is Woody V. How you doing, bro? Good, man. It's been a busy week, but uh, yeah, the fever break's nearly over, and looking forward to some basketball start. A little bit strange last weekend with no NBL, wasn't it? I found myself sort of, yeah, you know, definitely. wondering what I was going to do without it, but it'll be great to, to have it back. So well, before we get into the show, just a reminder where to find us. Um, we're available on YouTube, and our audio is available where all good podcasts are found um please make sure you like rate and subscribe and just wanted to thank everyone for all the the views and uh, subscribers we've had coming on in the last sort of month or so as well the numbers are are really high at the moment it's really great to see as we what are we three episodes away from the big century right woods exactly can't wait you're gonna come on the show like raise your bat like a cricket style once we get to 100 Uh, (laughs) we've got to come up with something right you know true true we do (laughs) All right, well, let's um, start as we do every week, man. Um, why don't you tell us about who you're wearing today? Sure thing, man. I'll just stand up. So Woods are standing up, rocking the no- nice number 25, Phoenix Suns, Mikhail Bridges jersey. And it is Mikhail, not Michael, right? Mikhail, Mikhail. Definitely Mikhail. All right, nice. Thank you, Go, go, Gadget, uh, uh, some of the nicknames, because for his long mm. arms... Uh, I'm a big fan of his, man. I mean, you said earlier you didn't know that I even had this jersey, right? No, no. Funny, we're both rocking purple today, too. We didn't even plan that. For sure, and for sure. <laughs> I'm just going through my jersey. I'm like, man, I'll wear that one. So he's 27 years old, uh, six foot six inches tall. He was the 10th overall pick in the first round of the 2018 NBA draft by the Philadelphia Six. Um, obviously... Once he was uh, acquired by the Philadelphia 76ers, he was subsequently traded to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for the draft rights to Zaire Smith and a 2021 first-round pick. Now, he was a defensive specialist, you know, in his time at uh, Phoenix and became an NBA uh, all-defensive first-teamer once. Actually, he was combined last year in 2022 when he played with both the Phoenix Suns and the Brooklyn Nets. He's a time NCAA champion. Um... Yeah, I mean, his game just went to the next level after he left. Right? I think mm-hmm. uh, seven points a game, he went up to 26 points a game with Brooklyn last year. Really uh, is the number one guy on that team. Um, and, you know, for, for a guy who was a, uh, a glue guy, he could do a little bit of everything, solid offensive player. He, he's he's 26.1, rebounds, 2 points shooting you know, 38% for three-point land. And he's maintained those uh, stats to uh, somewhat this year, um, averaging 22 points a game. Um, yeah, I mean, did we not think his game was actually uh, able to evolve and, and, and bring out that offensive side of him uh, when he was in the Well, I know someone that was disappointed when he got traded from Philadelphia, and that was his mum, right? Because she um, yeah, works yeah, in the yeah, front yeah. office or the, one she of the does, offices yeah. of the 76ers, so she was pretty devastated to, to lose him there. And No, he really has come along, hasn't he? I mean, I watched that game against the Hawks, um, Hawks-Brooklyn uh, game last week, I think it was, and he, was it a career high he got? I know it was certainly a season high, but yeah, he was putting up some, um, he was just hard to stop. He's really improved his one-on-one game. Um, I think playing for you at the USA has certainly added some, yep. some things to his repertoire there, so no, good play. It feels like the sky's the, the limit with him as well. So, all-star this year, you think? Probably. They're talking about him being most improved, but how can you, you know, be most improved when you're already, you know, averaging 26 points a game last year, right, in the back out half of that, right? Yeah, um, that's always a strange. I mean, didn't Jar Morant win most improved, like, the other year? So, it's a yeah. strange award. Huh. Let's not forget, he also did, I think, the whole four years at Villanova. A lot of players don't do that. I think he did mm. the, the four years at Villanova and had a great college career winning the uh, two NCAA champions and championships in nine, 2016 and 2018. So, yeah. so will the Knicks try and get him to add to their three Villanova players, right? So you've got you know, Josh Hart, yeah. DiVincenzo, and of course Brunson there. So what a what a great sort of um, four players there that have gone on from those those teams there and really made a name for themselves in the NBA. So no, they were like together, right? On on some. I think Bridges was on the teams. first. Or, uh, maybe Brunson. One of them was that left after the first year. We'd have to get someone to fact check that, but I know they're definitely yeah. they're products from that. Team. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Well, as I said, we didn't sort of color coordinate tonight. In fact, I had no idea who you were wearing until we turned on the the mics and the camera tonight. And you had no idea who I was wearing. But um, no, I'm taking it old school tonight, Woods. Um, I'm taking it back to some '90s Raptors. Um, give me some Raptors news, right? So, um, yeah. look, I'll stand up and show you the. Actually, no, I'll talk about the one I'm, I'm um, 
showing behind me like I always nearly forgot about that. So um, a bit of an unknown player, Woods. I asked you if you knew the number when we started. You weren't quite sure. Um, how about Keon Clark? Oh, I love so, Keon Clark. Is he having so, a drink at half time or what? Uh, well, I'm going to talk about that. He probably <laughs> would be, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Keon Clark. Um, it's a purple Nike Raptors. It's one of those authentics jerseys as well. So that would have been one of those ones that at the time would have cost about $400. So I'm not quite Mate, sure. Mate, that, has to, be, on that, that has to be as random a jersey as we've had on the show. It certainly is as random a jersey. And look, I was going to, you know, when I thought I'd do the double Raptors, I was going to hang a Vince Carter one. I thought, you know what? I'm going to make it a bit more random than that. Keon Clark. So... A little bit about Keon Clark. So only seven seasons in the NBA, um, including only two games in his final season. So he was drafted out of UNLV by the Magic, a pick 13 in the 98 draft, um, and then traded before playing a game to the Nuggets. Um, he went on to play with Denver, Toronto, Sacramento, and Utah. And how's this one, Woods? He still holds a Raptors record for most blocks in a game with 12 against our Hawks in 2000. Ooh in 2001 so 12 block shots in a game that's just an amazing effort there so um look he's now 48 years old woods he's had a number of issues since leaving the league and as you mentioned the the alcohol thing he's actually come out and said that he used to drink before every game and in most games he'd actually been drinking at half time as well so yeah pretty sort of sad to hear that feels like we've had a a, some of the theme of some of these 90s and and early noughties players right with similar sort of things with alcohol and drugs and that so it's amazing how do you have not been doing that you know he really could have um, carved a pretty solid career there um yeah so as i said a little bit of a sad story i really did enjoy his career though someone i like and that was why i think i snapped up that jersey all those years ago when i found it but that's um i mean you know i like those old night jerseys there that's the only authentics one i've got of those so it's a little bit of a weird sizing but yeah it's a a really nice looking jersey and it's um it's black on the back as well which you can't see but it's that you know purple front black back there sort of thing so so what do you what do you remember about keon clark apart from the you know the drinking stuff Man, he was very, very talented. Had a good college mm. career as well, from memory. Um, I remember playing with him on NBA Street Volume 1 on my PlayStation 2, right? Nice. Um, nice. On those Raptors teams. I used to love using him. Left-handed, yeah? Well, he didn't shoot much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I remember him being versatile as well. You know, great defender. Um, mm. Someone with a lot of talent that obviously um, didn't use it to his full... Um, abilities yeah 100 well keeping the raptors theme i'll stand up and show you the one i'm wearing and it's a very mighty jersey the one i'm rocking today would so oh we'll hell yeah it is now. hell yeah it is and robbie's wearing the raptors number 20 dan the toast stoudemire mighty mouth i know you're loving this jersey woods oh, hell yeah hell yeah Actually, first time I've worn this one, and to be honest, you have a look at the the um, screen printing on this. This looks to be like this might be the first time this jersey's ever been worn. So nice to rock it for our ninety seventh show. So um, fortunately, he had a bit bit of a more successful career than Keon Clark. So a little bit about the man known as Mighty Mouse. Um, he played fifteen seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Arizona, a pick seven in the ninety five draft. Um, drafted by the Raptors and, and played with them, Portland, Memphis, and the Spurs. Um, he was named NBA Rookie of the Year in 1996. Um, Career-high 54 points in 2005, Woods. So I remember seeing the highlights of that game, and he was just hitting shots from everywhere. He had that real herky-jerky game, you know, the left-hander. A little bit of Van Exel in some of his moves. He sort of, you know, draw fouls. You know, he was a really diminutive guy there. Wasn't... um, wasn't much height on him at all there. Um, and this is something you probably know. Um, maybe some of the viewers won't know, though. So he's actually the cousin of current NBA player. Um, I do know this. I know he's the cousin of Salim Stoudemire as well, right? Yep, so cousins of two former players, actually. So Salim Stoudemire, shout out to our former Hawk, and Terrence yep. Jones, who, if you remember right. him, he was last seen yeah, kicking yeah, yeah. someone on a court, I believe, in China sort of thing. He actually had a bit of talent. But, yeah, actually cousins of a current NBA family. So pretty talented family, this one. We've got Salim Stoudemire, Damon Stoudemire, Terrence Jones, and who's the current guy now? Former Boston Celtic, now know, with the Mavericks. Uh, Grant Williams. Grant Williams, yeah. So, a bit of a cool yeah, connection there. So, yeah, yeah they would have yeah, had yeah. some um, some pretty solid games going back in the in the backyard back in the day. Obviously, you know, Damon's a bit older than some of these other guys there. But, um, yeah, yeah, so he's currently 50 years of age, Woods, and he's actually the head coach at Georgia Tech, which, interestingly enough, I checked it, the place we've um, I've booked for us to stay in Atlanta next year is about eight minutes away from the Georgia Tech campus there. So, who knows? Yeah. We might be out one day and, and see Damon Sotomayor rocking around. But um, I know you're a fan of the Mighty Mouse. Um, tell me... Yeah, what you said to remember about his game just diminutive right a guy who just um 
played with a lot of heart. Um, I remember that rookie class he was part was awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember those early Portland Trailblazer days, right? Specifically, the, the, the Jailblazer uh, days, right? He was actually part of that too, getting caught from yeah. Yeah. the bag of weed at the airport. He chucked it in the bin when the, they were trying to <laughs> search him or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, no, no, he was he was extremely talented. He was just worth the price of admission. That's what I remember. You know, you turn yeah. on the TV to watch him play, right? Because he was an entertainer. Yeah. And people always root for those little guys, I think, as well. You know, you can sort of compare yourself a little bit more to someone that's. I think he was listed at you know five, ten, five, eleven or something, but he's actually had a pretty good um, bit of success with these assistant coaching roles in college over the years, so that's a pretty big job, actually, to get that Georgia Tech head coaching role there, so we certainly certainly wish him all the best, so yeah, yeah a bit of a trip down memory lane for me today, Keon Clark and Damon Stoudemire, so nice, awesome, and I'm liking man. that. Eight choices today. Too. Yeah, some good Love ones, it, right, and the yeah. all purple, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. All right, well, yeah, I feel like we've got plenty to talk about today. Looking forward to, to get into it a little bit. Um, I thought we might start with some NBA this week. Um, obviously, you know, there was no NBL last week. We will do a preview of the upcoming round, but we'll start with the NBA. So I wanted to talk about you know a couple of the teams that are playing some amazing ball right now. So one team in the East and one team in the West. So the sure, team man. in the East, well, it's the Orlando Magic. Um, currently 12 and 5. Um, unbelievable. Um, second in the East, I believe. Um, and in the West, the Phoenix Suns. They're currently 11 and 6 and on a bit of a streak there. But I thought we'd start with the Magic. Um, how much of a surprise has this team been? It's been a huge surprise, but a welcome surprise, right? And they've got mm. Wendell Carter Jr. out. They've got uh, someone else is out. Uh, Markel Fultz is out as well, right? But just as this way this unit has been playing, you know, having no Ingles and and Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, you know, even Mortis Wagner the other day had 30, right? Mm. Um, you see that interview with uh, Cole Anthony with the ESPN guys. They said, yeah. uh, can, we, can we call you um, the bench unit Cole and the gang? And he's like, you know what? I called Alex Jones and his grandchildren. Did you, did you see that? <laughs> I did. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was really <laughs> funny. But then you got, you know, um, we knew Franz Wagner was going to take to the next level. Um, you know, Paolo's obviously so talented and, you know, he's, he's obviously learned a lot from that time with the Olympic team. But the one that I really have been impressed with that a lot of people wrote off was Jalen Suggs. He's been mm. terrific defensively. Yeah, I mean, he's been lead, leading that team, uh, distinction, making great decisions on the basketball court, something that was missing from his play in, in, uh, in last season. So I think mm. he's been a big part of that um team has needed to take the next level. And obviously having Gary Harris, Joe Ingles, yeah. and a su- surprising contribution from guys like Mortis Wagner, that depth is there. And you know what, just really good to see Jonathan Isaac back playing basketball after mm. you know, what seems like a lifetime of injuries, right? You know? It was at so, least like yeah. pretty much two, three seasons, wasn't it? Um, the big yeah. one for me, and you mentioned him earlier, Cole Anthony, the play of him has been <laughs> really impressive lately. Of course, you know, son of former NBA player Greg Anthony there, lefty for the, for the Knicks back in the day. Um, he's been impressive. Um, you know, I think it was that little bit of point guard by committee with them. They had Suggs, they had Anthony, you know, Mar- uh, Markel Fultz, who you mentioned. But, yeah, I think you've got Cole Anthony on the defensive end and, you know, setting up the team, and then Suggs just with his, you know, ball-hawking defense there. So great combination there. And I've got to say, they're not a team that I've watched a whole lot of now. I probably need to. Um, it actually surprised me when, you know, doing the research for the show. I'm like, wow, Orlando is second in the East. Um Doing it with um, got a lot of their guys, got yeah. a lot of their guys on fantasy teams. So I've been watching and okay. I've been watching Joe Ingles. Like that sometimes the teams there, and Paolo as well. I mean, he's obviously the star of this team. We talked about maybe Bridges being an All Star this year. I think Paolo has a huge chance oh. to be an All Star this year. And he'll he'll be a lock, right? If they continue with a record like this, and he's you know the best player, I think you'd still yeah you'd still pick him over Franz Wagner, wouldn't you? Um, I think he just does a little bit more at both ends as well, Paolo. And look, Wendell and Kalpuls, they're going to help that team as well. You know, oh, what yeah. have you got Bitadze starting center now, right? Yeah. When Wendell yeah. Carter comes back into that center position and starting line. Can stretch the floor you know, too. He's a, an improved three-point shooter, Wendell Carter, a good defender as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's close to getting back. I think he was like a game-time decision for their game yesterday. So, yeah, um, watch this space. I know it's a team that neither of us would have had anywhere near our predictions at the start of the year. And I don't think a lot of people would have, to be honest. Um, you know, they, they pretty much ran the same team back, didn't they? They didn't have any big free agent signings. You know, they, they got guys like Ingalls, like you mentioned. But it was more just bringing a lot of these guys back from last year. And, yeah, I think um, Coach Mosley's doing a great job of them. Shout out, to, doing a great shout job. out to him. Doing yeah. a great job. And, by the way, Cole Anthony, he does have some similarities with that man jersey right now. Another little guy, probably not as... Uh, well, not, not as little. He's ceiling. actually sneaky, sneaky athletic, yeah. isn't he, Cole Anthony? Yeah, yeah. Him in the dunk comp. Yeah. yeah, no, he's got some. He's got some things in his trick bag, doesn't he? So, yeah, nice. Well, keeping the um, the theme of what we we're talking about before, Phoenix, the the 
red hot suns in the West at the moment. Um, they're looking pretty good, aren't they? Considering they don't seem to have had their full team. I mean, Bradley Beal, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, we should be concerned about this back injury or whether they're literally just going to try and, you know, conserve these guys to the playoffs. Been really impressed with Kevin Durant. I mean, he would be in the top five MVP um, contenders, I'd say, so far for this portion of the season. But how are the Phoenix doing this with, you know, a lot of these important guys missing minutes and, and not having what is considered a deep bench? Look, look, what you say, Kevin Durant has obviously stayed healthy, right? Which has been mm-hmm. great for that team this year. But they've sneakily done a, a few good things. And I really like Kader, K- KBD, Kader Bates-Diop, right? And mm-hmm. he's a, a veteran now in this league. Guys like Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. um, you know, Yuta Watanabe, Drew Eubanks. These guys are, 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 are veterans that have played in this league before. Yeah. So I think, like, they have just surrounded, um, you know, the big three with some nice little pieces. And the big concern is the trade, they wouldn't be able to fill up that, um, get some depth on that roster. But they've actually mm-hmm. done not a bad job a- at all, you know, in that, in that, uh, and Jordan, really impressed with yep. him as well, man. Uh, I you think, were high uh, on him at the start of the season, I thought. Yeah, I, I, I was yeah. very high on him at the start of the season. I, I just knew that he would be able to contribute. That's why when they got rid of campaign, I wasn't that concerned because I knew yeah. he'd be able to step into a, a backup role. And he's proved that, you know, so... I watched a bit of their game against the Knicks when Devin Booker um, got that game-clinching shot at the end. Um, you know, yes, people right. people seem to hate a little bit on Devin Booker. I know he's got that kind of punchable face, and you know he complains a lot and everything else like that. He is an absolute beast of a player, Devin Booker. He's a big right. game player. He wants the ball at the end of games. Um, yeah, if he continues to play like this and they can at least get a bit more health out of some of their older guys, they could really be you know right up there in the West and. You know, I was a little bit worried about their depth. I mean, Bol Bol is on the team. I'm not sure if I've even seen him on any time I've played. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't played. He doesn't, yeah. Yeah. So you look at Devin Booker, 29.4 mm-hmm. points, 8.9 assists, 5.4 yeah. rounds, mm-hmm. 92% from the free throw line, 44% from the three-point line, wow. and 50% from the field. So he's, okay? in, the, he's in the club, the 50-40-90 club. <laughs> Well, he's 49.7 from the field goal, so so he's just behind it. But the point is... um, Great efficiency, Those are just gaudy stats, man. Gaudy stats, right? And um, he's he's not selfish either, man. He makes the right plays as well and makes his teammates better. So, yeah, I I agree with you. And you've always been an Eric Gordon, man. I know that. So you must be pleased to see him still still really contributing for a team at this stage of his career, right? Yes time that he's actually going to get to play for the Phoenix Suns. You'll recall uh, the offer was matched by New Orleans many, many years back, right? When mm. Phoenix Suns signed him to an offer sheet, I think it was from him. So gets his opportunity again. Um, and, uh, you know, this is exactly what they need because you've got a guy like Bradley Bill who is questionable injury history is a burden yeah. on that roster. Mm. Having a veteran like Eric Gordon who can really step in and, you know, be that almost third piece. Inside KD and uh, and and third third scorer alongside KD and and, and D book right so yeah um, I think that's why they have to be the absence of Bradley Bill having having a guy like that yeah no good call I like those thoughts Woods um wanted to very quickly ask you about one of the games of the season today we saw the Detroit Pistons taking on the Washington Wizards um yeah interesting one right I think Detroit had lost thirteen in a row coming into it Washington had won uh, lost nine in a row um Washington won this easily so. I've got to say, I watched the whole of that Hawks-Washington game when Paddy got his first minutes on Sunday. That Washington team is one of the worst NBA teams I've seen for a number of years. So (laughs) for them to beat Detroit with all these, you know, top, you know, 10 draft picks that Detroit have got, I think really shows what sort of a a bad state that Detroit are in at the moment. But just thought I'd mention that. It was one of those games that, you know, if it could have been a draw somehow or both teams could have lost, they probably would have made it happen. But yeah, that Washington team, man, they were a tough watch the other day. Seeing Corey Kispert jacking up threes every possession and bricking every shot and, you know, and, and while we mentioned that as well, still not very happy about that Kyle Kuzma taking out my boy Jalen Johnson on the on the yeah. fast break. I don't know how, you know, if you could say it was really malicious there, but I knew it was bad when it happened and He's going to now be out from four to six weeks, which is a, a big loss for our Hawks. But anyway, we don't want to talk about these trash teams. I just thought I'd mention that. But um, hey, One of the bright yeah. though, I will say, uh, mm. Daniel Gafford. I mean, yeah. this is the guy who could be a great backup center on a championship team, you know? Yeah. And he's showing that he plays um, intensity and cares more than mm. anyone on that team. He, so He I doesn't like mess Gafford. around when he's got the ball around the rim, does he? He really throws no, it down. No. He's got some power on him uh, there. Nice. All right, well, I thought we'd... We're about a month into the season, right, Woods? So I thought we'd play a very quick game of you were right, sure. I was wrong. So hopefully you understand the rules of you were right, I was wrong. And we did our predictions when... Actually, when you were off jet-setting around the, the world, you know, last month, um, Stewie yep. from the, the Sports Blokes came on. Shout-out to the Sport Blokes. Um, 
and we did a, we did a few predictions right. So um, I thought we just mentioned oh, one each that we were sort of maybe way off on. So the one I'll get you to talk about so was the T Wolves would. So if you remember rightly, I picked these guys to finish fourth in the West. Um, you had them just sneaking into a playoffs, play in spot in tenth spot. I know we talked a little bit about them. I mentioned how high I was on them. They are currently first in the West with a 12, 12 and four record. So um, in the theme of um, you were right, I was wrong. What were your what are your thoughts on the Wolves? Do you think they can sustain this pace they're on right now? I think it's it's a wait and see sort of um, wait and see here. They have they've had some they've had a decent uh, schedule of late, but I think um, Rudy and um, and Anthony Dance playing together was a big concern I had. But I think they found a way to coexist now and playing really well together. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, um, Mike Conley just steering the ship is, is is important for that team. And Ann Edwards, man, like. This guy is, is just on another level, man. So yeah. um, I think they can possibly. Um, I was wrong potentially. I'm not sure that they're going to sustain the pace they are right now. So we could be mm. somewhere between the two predictions by the time the playoffs start, right? Yeah, no, I've enjoyed I mean, I've, I'm obviously a big fan of Caddy's. Probably a top three or four favourite player for me in the NBA. So I do tend to watch quite a bit of him. Yeah, love Anthony Edwards' game. I, I think, again, another one of these players that played in the... Um, in the World Cup that's come back this season and looks in really good sort of game shape and everything else like that. Um, still waiting for a Cat or Rudy injury there. And then, of course, we've got my boy Nas Reed to come in, so they'll be fine there. But, no, I'm really liking what they're doing. I hope they can keep it up because they're definitely a team I'm, I'm interested in. Um, and on the, the flip side, so one prediction we really differed on was the Sacramento Kingswood. So you predicted them to finish fourth. Um, and I had them um, just making the play in a tenth spot. So at the moment, you're looking a bit better. They're not setting the world on fire, but they're currently six with a nine and six record. Um, they had a bit of a shaky start, didn't they? So I, th- I believe they're seven and three in their last ten games. So um, I guess for me, they're yeah. I, I maybe thought last year was a little bit of an aberration. There, I wasn't sure could they keep this pace up. Um, you know, again, another team that didn't really seem to add to their roster from last year. But, you know, De'Aaron Fox and, and um, Domas Sabonis there, what a dynamic duo those two are. I mean, if they're making NBA Jam now, what a great duo those two would be. Oh, they're right? the so, best. They're I mean, the best. I know they had to give up Halliburton, who's, you know, close to being a superstar. But Sabonis is, what is he, the third best big man in the league, I'd say, right? Both teams have benefited from that trade, right? Yeah. And they knew that Darren Fox was able to take his game to the next level. And you couldn't probably play both of those guys, right? So one of them mm. to go because they they sort of serve a similar purpose. And you look at, I mean, Darren Fox thirty points a game this year, yeah. right? The Six only person that could stop him was Dyson yeah. Daniels a few games ago, but yeah, he's yeah, putting up was, massive numbers, isn't he? Really improved. I think he's he's playmaking and he's shooting. I think in these last couple of seasons, um, we mentioned Sabonis. I mean, he seems like he's a walking triple double at the moment. Um, I quite like what they're getting out of Keegan Murray as well. Um, all awesome. reports from Sacramento, they love that guy. Like absolutely awesome. love what he I like brings. him a lot. You know, yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, he's got the three and D aspect there, but I think there's a lot more to him in that. You know, with his game there, so. Yeah, they're perhaps a team. What were your thoughts? Malik Monk. Malik, yeah? Malik Monk, man. I said that he'd be the sixth man of the year. He did, and yeah. he's like really playing good basketball. 13, 14 mm. points a game. Great. Giving them the punch off the bench. Um, actually, did Sacramento beat the T-Wolves a few days ago? Uh, they did. Possibly so. Possibly so. Yeah, yeah. They did. I think they did. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah I, just, I like what they do. They're well coached. The fact they haven't made a lot of changes and the nucleus has stayed together. Mm. And all negative. These guys are familiar with each other. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, uh, yeah I, I like watching them. I've yeah. got a King City edition jersey on the way as well, Woods. I decided to order a Sabonis jersey, so I've been looking at getting one of them nice for a while. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, we mentioned how much we like that Sacramento King City edition, so looking forward for that one to arrive Yeah, for there. sure. Um, and I'm actually, underneath this, I'm rocking that T-shirt, um, courtesy of our boy Adam Ballinger there with all the 90s NBA players. So there's an RV to Sabonis nice. with his ginormous head on nice, the picture man. as well. So, yeah, no, shout out to the Kings there, and we'll see how they go. Obviously, 9-6, and six, you know, they've certainly improved after a shaky start there. So, well, there's probably one more topic we need to feature on before we finish off the NBA Woods. It's not going to be the Hawks. They're not going to bore everyone talking about the Hawks again. Um, we do need to talk about Josh Giddy, right? Yeah. Um, give it. Give us some thoughts. Tell tell the viewers what's going on there. What you what? How are you feeling? What your thoughts are on this Josh Giddy situation? Look, I mean, isn't until proven guilty. I mean, do you want to tell them the situation, what's happened, and what the allegations are? Well, I think the allegations are that he had relationships or a relationship with a, a minor. So I think that hasn't been confirmed exactly how old she is. I believe the reports are saying that she's 15. Um, yeah. 
interesting. I've seen you know uh, video and, and pictures. I think a few other people have of them in a nightclub. So not quite sure how a 15 year old could get into a nightclub when it's obviously an age of, of 21 over there. So. Um, look, it's pretty sad news to see coming out. I've had a few little things about Giddy that, you know, perhaps he was changing a bit, you know, the the dress sense, the other things like that. So perhaps that NBA fame, you know, is maybe getting to him a little bit. But this is a tough one, I think, to comment on without all the facts. Um, one thing for sure is that we do hear about these things going on in the NBA. Um, you know, perhaps someone trying to get a quick payday there. I'm not sure. Obviously, it's you know an allegation that we, I think, is probably being investigated behind the scenes at the moment. But I think this is really going to dis dis um, rail his his season with the the, the thunder. This has right. recently come out. Right? I don't know if you can see that there really mm. well, but basically, she's got a, a a wiki profile because she's an aspiring model actress. Birthday, right. 2008, California, United States. Lives in Newport Harbor, California. Age 15. Interesting. And this yeah. has just recently come out, right? So, yeah. If and that's the is... thing, what obligation do these guys have? And I'm sure they go through all these stuff in these rookie camps and that. But, you know, say, for example, you did meet this girl in a nightclub, right? I mean, would you just not assume that someone is of a, like a, you know, an adult legal age or something for, for something like that? Or do you literally have to go on ID, check people or something like that? It's, it's a weird situation, Re- isn't it? Reading between the line, he's very active on social media, TikTok, mm-hmm. as is Josh Giddy, right? So the, yeah. they could have met through that. Yeah. It's hard for anyone to tell. It's hard to tell if that website we're looking at is even really Yeah, who knows in this around, day and age, around. Right? So I think let's just sit back and, and wait. But, you know, the guys have to make better decisions here, right? No, it does. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing's for sure, he will be a target for every opposition fan on the road this season, right? And that's going to be a big test for him, you know? He's only just turned 21, I think, a month or so ago. So he's only just, you know, he's certainly a young adult now. He's not a kid, he's only a young adult. But he's going to be copying it, right? I mean, there's been meme after meme this week. There's one that someone sent me today, which I'm kind of getting a bit over him, but it's, you know, Carl Malone holding a torch and passing it to him. So, you know, like we say, innocent till proven guilty, but fans of other teams aren't going to, you know, take that theory. They're just going to be, you know, rubbishing him all year. So hopefully you can come out better from this and it'll be a learning experience, but I think it'll be a little bit of watch this space with this uh, topic, right? Yep, yep. Just leave uh, it. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, appreciate the NBA wrap. There's plenty to talk about there. So let's get into a little bit of NBL. So as you mentioned, the FIBA break um, last weekend, so we didn't get any games, which I know we missed. So round nine is coming this week. So we'll go through and do a little bit of a preview on each game. There's a certain big game on Friday night, right, which we'll get into, um, Perth and Sydney. But, yeah, do you want to maybe go through them and we'll sort of go through through the games one by one? Yeah. So why don't we start um, to... 5.30. 5.30. What time are we playing basketball on Thursday night, by the way? Uh, we've got an 8.30 game, so this will probably this okay. will be finishing time. That works out well. Yeah. Right. So the first game's at 5.30 on, on Thursday between New Zealand and Adelaide. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. there? Yeah, I like New Zealand getting back at home in this one. Um, look, you know, Adelaide's playing pretty solid ball at the moment. Um, probably a little bit better than we were both expecting this year, but um, I think I like New Zealand in, in this one. Yeah, myself. probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's a... Adelaide played really well, though, you know, um, mm. to get that victory against S. So, flip of a coin. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Cairns versus Brisbane. We call that the what yeah. again? What do we call it? you got to tell me. You know, I never know this one. Sunshine. <laughs> the sunshine Star. Sunshine, sunshine Star. Star. Okay, right. I don't Stout. know who thought of that. They could do better than that, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, even looking at the odds on this, it's literally, a you know, a ninety each there, so it's almost a coin toss of this one. Um... I don't know. Cairns, you know, seem to know the injury situation more than me. Have they got some of these guys I think they're back. back? They're back. So, they're okay. Back. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I think Bobby Clintman's going to be back. Yeah. Um, they've lost back. two games on buzzer beaters. Yeah, McCall yeah. played and up in previous rounds. So, um, they, I'm going to go. They got a Cairns third import this on. week, or is he just going to be be riding the bench again? Yeah, he won't play much, but yeah. Strange um, one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Cairns. I think Gap might be have a side injury. So let's see. I'm going to go Cairns in a tight one. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'll join in with that one. Also, Cairns, I think they really need a win in this one, don't they, to sort of keep um, pace with these um, teams that are contesting for the playoffs and the play in there. So I'll say, yeah, Cairns get up. And they've got a lot of games coming up, don't they? I think they've got doubles over the next at least three weeks there. So a chance for them to, to get their season a little bit on track. All right, big game, man. Perth, Sydney at RAC. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Perth's certainly coming in in good form, aren't they? Um, I don't know if it was the best thing for them, you know, having that FIBA break. They're, you know, coming in on, I believe, what, a five-game win streak, I think it is. Um, yeah, Kings have won right. three out of their last five. I mean, I was at that game when you were still away last month, and the Kings just embarrassed Perth, to be honest, that game I went yeah. to at the at Kudos there. So I'd like to think Perth can get a little bit of revenge and win this one, but um, look, 
game of the round for me. I'm really looking forward to, to Friday night. Me too, um, man. Yeah, nine thirty Friday night in the you know Eastern States time there. So I say I'll say Perth will win, but I think it'll be a close one. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of this um, top tier talent from both teams really firing in this one. Perth might just win as well, although I'm supporting Sydney. I have a feeling Perth could just sneak over the line with the form they're in at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's going to be the ground. Wait. I'm a little bit worried, Woods, if Jalen Adams is, um, if he's a, a listener of Throwback Hoops and he heard what I said on last week's show. So if he did hear that, he might come out and try and drop 35 on the Rockets there. But we'll, sure, um, we'll watch sure. that with interest. For sure. Okay, so we moved to Saturday. We've got Southeast Melbourne and New Zealand. Southeast Melbourne really need to be, uh, you know, really. Um, Taking two tough losses, so I think they'll come back and win that at John Kane. Yeah, I agree. I think Southeast for me in that one as well. Yep. Tassie Adelaide Saturday other eight pm, so Saturday night. Yeah, Tassie's been a bit all over the place, haven't they? They seem like they're you know win one, lose one. They're sort of fluctuating a little bit in the standings. Had a couple of look. I mean, I don't know if you call them lucky wins, but certainly some buzzer beater wins there. Um, Yep. Yeah, look, I'd say Tazzy will win this one. It could be a bit of a bleak weekend for Adelaide if they do go 0-2. Like, you know, I'm probably pretty keen to go. But, yeah, Tazzy for me, you you thinking similar? Definitely, man. And you've got Will Magne back, right? So yep. um, that's definitely going to be the two-headed monster to go up against by the Comfries. And I think uh, Tasmania will get that done with uh, Marcus Lee and, and Will Magne, right? Yeah. Um, cool. Melbourne versus Cairns. I mean, I, I find it very cool this one stopping Melbourne, especially at home. Uh, Cairns will be competitive as they always are, but um, you can't see anything different happening in Melbourne. I think you're right. I mean, I see Melbourne come up on these when we do these previews each week, and I just find it so hard not to tip them. I mean, they are just loaded. I mean, I feel like, honestly, this Melbourne team, if you said, right, the starting, the whole starting five isn't playing, you can have the bench second five playing, and then we'll just get some, you know, DPs or NBL1 players, they would still be a competitive team. And they're such a deep team, um, just some great Aussie talent on this team as well. Hopefully they're getting a little bit more healthy because we know they've had the injury um, bug the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, I'd say Melbourne possibly pretty comfortably in this one too. Final game of the round, Brisbane versus Illawarra. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one, I reckon. Um, we saw Illawarra get that, that last win in New Zealand. Um, that's disgusting, man. They put up 16 points and mm. New Zealand put up 64 or 65. There uh, should be a rule when the, when in any sport in Australia, if there's a new coach coaching that team, that everyone should just load up and put heaps of money yeah. on. Because I swear, no matter rugby league, AFL, whatever sport it is, basketball, the new coach theory always seems to, to pay off there. So... Um, Look, I've got Brisbane losing at first one to Cairns, so I'll say Brisbane will bounce back yeah. and win this last Brisbane. game. Brisbane easy at home, man, you know, I think, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't think Illawarra has what it takes. All right. Looking forward to it, though. So, yeah, obviously games from, you know, Thursday night up until the, the double on Sunday there. So yep. some big games. Like, as we said, none better than, than that Perth-Sydney game. Um, when's Sydney's next uh, home game? I know you'll be going to that. Is that Sunday week against SEM. Oh, it's a night game. Yeah. No, Sunday week. Oh, Sunday. It's an afternoon one again. Give me yeah. um, give me ten seconds on your thoughts on these um, Sydney Kings afternoon games on a Sunday. Give me ten seconds on that. I mean, they suck, man. Like we need to like mm. I, I don't want to do a family oriented orientated thing, but like you know, like in the entertainment center days, the Friday and Saturday night games, and it'd be a nice time to go out with friends afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just Sundays. Just it does it for us. You know, it caters to the young kids, which is which yeah. is fair enough. But you can still do seven or eight Sunday games and have another six games or three on Friday and Saturday instead of 11 Sunday games or whatever it is, right? Do you know, so, do you know yeah. what a happy medium would be, Woods? What about if they played for, or say a Saturday game, five o'clock tip-off, right? Or, you know, five o'clock, I reckon that'd work. That's still a family-friendly time. On a Saturday. Yeah, on a Saturday, you've got the precinct out at you know Olympic Park where people can go and watch the game. They can go and have a drink, go and have a, a steak at you know ribs and rumps, do something else like that, and make a bit of a night of it. But yeah, I don't know. They, they really seem like they've got their hearts in, and a lot of members. Obviously, you've said the same. We've got a couple of mates that are members that don't seem happy with the move there and actually didn't renew their membership there. So I wonder. You know, they obviously got this. They they based this decision on on feedback. I'm assuming from the fans there, but it does seem strange that there's such a you know a lot of games on a Sunday over compared to other times, but. Anyway, Sport on Saturday as well, you know, different times, crickets at some timings at mm. other times. So 5 o'clock on a Saturday eliminates those people playing sport. I think that's why they put the Saturday game later. That's, right? a, that's so. only lunatics like you that stay out in, a, yeah. a, in an overwearing uh, white outfit the whole day. You yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, one more thing we might as well cover is mm. that the NBL has announced that there are Ooh, yes. no positions anymore. There's no mm. positions anymore in the all-NBL teams. Hey, can you I know say, what I think was, about that? I, I, I read this today and I'm just like, oh, Woody will hate this. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> well, let's just have four point guards. 
Let yeah. us have five point guards mm-hmm. in our all NBL team. What mm-hmm. about the big man getting some love? You know, it's a. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Leonard Cohen was saying it recently. It's a guard-dominated league, right? Yeah. So they're just going to put five guards. Let's have you know Jalen Adams, Bryce Cott, Chris Golding, uh, Parker Jackson, Cartwright. Um, you know, whoever what? else, Jordan Croft. Let's have them, Milton. Let's have them as this NBA. What, what about the what big two man? Comments on that, Woods. Is firstly, what what made him to change this? It's round nine. You know, they did this last year with changing that rookie of the year. You know, really late in the year. Didn't like how they did this. Um. I don't know why that didn't work last year. Like, what was the problem with having, you know, what was the inside and outside players? I think they had it. Um, what the hell is that? Yeah, that's a bit weird as well. But I read today, Point guard, like, well, shooting guard, small forward. and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah it does nah. seem strange, doesn't it? Like, Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. Who's the best at each position? It's the way it should be in every league, right? Yeah. What about if they have two guards, two bigs, and then like a wild card? So it could be one of, it could be any I'll position. live with that. You'd be more I'll live happy with, with that. that than five. Like, I'll live no, with that. No positions, right? No, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll live with what you said. I agree. I think if the voters do come out and, you know, say you said the guard example, what if it's the other example? What if it's like JLA, um, Big Source, um, you know what I mean? Counter Pinder, something else like that. It's just all big guys there. That's it's not going to happen. It, I know, but it's a strange one, isn't it? And again, yeah. like round nine, why, don't, why are they doing these things, you know, when we're, what, a third of the way through the season already? I don't quite get it. Stupid. So. It is. All right. No, I, I read that. I'm glad you brought that up. I yeah. thought you'd be saying that as well. So, all right. Appreciate that, Woods. Well, one thing I wanted to touch on before we get into another amazing uh, classic packs, which I don't know where you got for us this week as well, but there's a little bit of WNBL yeah. talk, Woods. So, um, you know, we're four yeah. weeks in. So, apologies. We know we've got a lot of, you know, viewers that, you know, like ourselves that really, you know, do follow the WNBL. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, firstly, I did get a new jersey this week, as you saw the, saw the photo. I got my Lauren Nicholson Flames jersey. Um, been messaging a bit with her this week, and she was. Um, what did she, she say when you told her you got it? Uh, she was very impressed that I got it. Yeah, and I said, um, you know, I'll have to obviously come to a game and, and, and rock it soon. So yeah, no, she was she was pleased with that one. So I think when yeah, we had her on the podcast last year, I hadn't got her Townsville one yet. So we maybe we'll try and get her back on again this season, Woods. That'd be nice to get Loz yeah, back on the show. And I can yeah. I can rock the Flames jersey and hang the, the Townsville one behind us. But um, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit. You know, I followed um, followed it a bit more than I normally did last weekend. I think with no NBL there, so. One team that's obviously, you know, and it's not going out on a limb saying this, but the Melbourne Boomers would um, currently have a 5-0 and yeah. record. Um, they had a really tough game on Sunday, an overtime win against the UC Caps, who actually hadn't won a game. So the UC Caps is a team I've got a little bit of a soft spot for. A lot of those players on that team play in the NBL 1 East. You've got people like Nicole Munger, Solway, girls like that that I, you know, sort of got to commentate these last couple of seasons. So got a bit of a soft spot for them. But that Melbourne Boomers team is just loaded. Um, you know, there's, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen much of Nas Hillman, but she dominated that game. 33 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, you add her to a team with players like Blitzarbs, Froling, um, Canada. Um, you know, they are a loaded team there, Woods. But have you got to see much of the WNBL? And what are, you, what are your thoughts so far? I'm going to have to start watching now, man. And unfortunately, yeah. I have a bit... This this year, because the Cricket World Cup was on and just mm-hmm. finished off last week. Nothing. But I'm really going to get my Wednesday night um, viewing on now from tomorrow onward. Um, mm-hmm. I've been following the ladder and, and seeing the results, but yep. I want to get familiar with the players and the rosters, and that's going to take some time. So I'm, I'm going to kick off my viewing now. So, Finn, well, if you're Wednesday night's man, a good one too, isn't it? <clears throat> There's not a lot of yeah. other sports that's yeah. competing with. There's never NBL. We don't play. We don't normally record the, the show on Wednesday night. So I'm the same. I've sort of got that on the um, series link thing on Foxtel and sort of when that yep. comes up. I do find the Foxtel games, uh, ESPN games, easier to watch than the whatever that weird Channel 9, the one you always tell me about. Have you been watching on 9 now or what? Um, a little bit on the computer. I don't know if it actually works properly on my TV, so I'm watching on a smaller screen. What is it, 9 now or, or Go? Yeah, or you can watch it on your TV as well. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do prefer when it's all on ESPN, but I understand that's how the, you know, the split they've got it there. But like sure. we always say to everyone, you know, get out and support the women's game there. Um, I think the league's in a really good place at the moment. Um you know, Absolutely. I've, I don't feel like I've got a team. I like the Flames, obviously like Perth there, but have been watching a little bit of Perth, um, you know, this year. And, and um, Annalie Maley Woods, she's just impressive <laughs> to watch. I mean, she's one of the better, re- um, you know, rebounders in the female game I've ever seen there. She's certainly not one of the biggest girls there, but she just, um, I don't know what it is with her, whether it's just timing. Um, I don't know. Like, she just seems to just have like a magnet with getting the ball there. So she's been really impressive to watch and quite enjoy her commentary, actually. They've had her a few times on the sideline for the Wildcats yep. games. And it's clear how knowledgeable she is about the game. Um, shout out to her. watch that Lynx versus Southside game last Wednesday, actually, before yep. we recorded with the basketball bloke. So yep. that's the one well, game shout I've out to watched, yeah. And of course, her dad, uh, Paul Mailey, who we were big Paul fans Mailey, of. Paul Mailey, the mailman. The mailman. The Giants back in the day, right? yeah. 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 
For nice. sure. Well, I think it's that time of the show, Woods. Um, we open a classic pack. Um, should yeah. say to all those people out there watching last week, while we called it a classic pack last week, geez, it was an absolute shocker, so hopefully we can do better. Uh, but what do you got for us this week? I've got 91, 92 Skybox Series 2. Ones with the white borders from memory. Ooh, I, think I, don't remember, the, uh, yeah. I remember Skybox with the black pack. So these ones... Oh, Series 2. These are some no-names too, I think, aren't they? Aren't these all this, players? This, have is got... the, this is the white ones, I think, with white borders, okay. remember? Nine, 90, the original one was the black borders. Yeah, right? okay. Uh, yeah. I think, anyway. You I, still I got heaps, of, heaps of packs in stock for us to do this? Yeah, man. Heaps. I like it. I like okay. it. But he, he given his presents, sent to me, yep. etc. Yep, these are the ones that I remember. Yep, with the white borders. Nice. Okay. Jay West. Bang this in the club. Drop the name of this great shooting guard in his song. Number 22. Oh, Clyde Drexler. I was going to say Clyde Drexler. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Oh, I do remember these ones. Yeah, these are a nice set, actually. That's a good start, right? Clyde Drexler rocking those old Blazers unis there. So, good start so far. Yeah. Okay, we've got a Blazers team card. It's got a checklist. What have we got on the back of those? When the Experiment Trailblazers posted a victory in their first game in Team History in 1970, it was such good to come for this successful franchise. It took only seven for them to win its first NBA championship under the guidance of legendary coach Jack Ramsey Dr. and the leadership of Bill Walton. Mm-hmm. Yep. Since 1970, the Blazers have sold out every home game in their in the Memorial Coliseum. That NBA record street had run to 662 going into the 91-92 season. So that's 30 years ago now, right? I wonder if they're um, still selling out the games this year with some of the lack of talent on that team. Interesting. Have the pro Pro-sports probably still would be, right? right? Yeah, yeah, that's so I'm right. sure Not they've got a lot of com- competing teams there. All right. Love this guy. Um, Lana Hawks legend. Um, moved into coaching afterwards so, with indifferent results. Um, number 10. Um, that's too early for Mookie, isn't it? Um, number 10. Had a Labrador Lana. named. What did you say, sorry? I once had a Labrador dog named. Oh, um, oh, of course, Mo Cheeks. Yeah, rest, rest in peace Cheeks. to Mo. Yeah, Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, wow, that was cool. Yeah, he was. Um, he was sort of came to the Hawks at, towards the end of his career there, but no, he had a great, great career there, Mo Cheeks. All right, this is the Charlotte Hornets career leaders card, right? Interesting. So in ninety-one, ninety-two, I'm going to ask you, who was the leader in assists, points, and rebounds for the Charlotte Hornets? I'll give you a clue point. It's a guy that I love, man. Kelly. Kelly Trapuca. Hell nice. yeah, man. Nice. One for uh, one. Rebounds. J.R. Reed for rebounds? Rebounds, J.R. Reed, man. Yep. Nice. And assists? Come on, um, man. We've spoken about him really on the... When we t- talk about the jersey you're wearing and we talk about other great little guys, who oh, comes in? Of course. Five foot, Mr. Five foot Three himself, Muggsy. Exactly. Nice. nice. Hey, so I'm in good form this week. You know, you you ridiculed me at the start of the last week's class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was in bad form. Yeah, yeah. I know you were only having a laugh. But... Yeah, I was, I was, I was. Okay, um, the OG... Uh, okay, well, this guy got on the shoulders of his teammates in Orlando... Once he won a championship, once he won a playoff series against the Chicago Bulls, to the dismay of Michael Jordan, who was at the time just come back from football. So he played for Orlando in that year. He was an Orlando player. Yes, and he, yeah. yes. Um, previously from the Bulls. Previous from the Bulls. Oh, Horace Grant. Horace Grant. Nice. Yeah, geez, he and had six, special, six success following him everywhere he went, didn't he? Look at that. Magic of Skybox card. Yeah. Mm, nice. It's not a bad pack. Yeah. Okay. Dallas Mavericks rising star. Okay, this guy was drafted in 8990. Um, we've spoken about him on the show previously. His career never lived up to what it should have. In Michael Jackson's song, he says, it don't matter if you're black or... Black or Randy White. 
Randy White. Nice, nice. These are pretty nice looking cars, aren't they? Oh, I love this guy, man. Um, a guy paved the way for European players to come to the league. He was one of the first. Um, had great stints in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Dead left. Nice, nice. Yeah, he was a great Started off in Minnesota. If I, no, was it Minnesota he started off in, going to Indiana and then to Seattle? can't picture his first name. I can certainly picture I can picture Indiana, Seattle, and I can picture Parks and Recreation because he was pretty good on that. Too. And Portland, and Portland yeah, as Portland well. Right? Yeah. Probably playing with Mighty Mouse, I'd say, back that, in that era there, right? No, that's a, that's double a, check that. It's a pretty solid pack there. So we've got... Oh, it's the Dallas Mavericks, not not the yeah, not yeah. the Minnesota. So Dallas, Indiana, Seattle, and finished in Portland. Mm. Man, 1985 all the way through to 2001, so a very long career, right? No, definitely. No, he had a great career, didn't he? This guy's most well-known for his time with the Boston Celtics, um, both as a GM and as a player, but we also know him and the Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Sun. Pretty good at baseball, from all accounts, right? Danny Ainge. Pretty good at baseball, Danny Ainge. Nice. Yeah, I think he gets a little bit slept on his career. He's known as a bit of a whiner. He used to get in some fights and that, but he was a handy player back in the day. This coach was had boyish good looks on the sideline. Kind of had a successful NBA career. Took over from Pat Riley um, and and implemented his own um, uh, you know ideologies on the way this this team played basketball. They still managed to play uh, make it to the finals in his I think his first or second year as coach. Um, after Pat Riley had left Lakers, I'm talking about. You said his son played, did you? Yeah, for a long time. Um, oh, yeah, I'm thinking of his name. The one, you like his son, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Son um, played for Golden State, amongst other teams. Maybe he had in the Hawks as well, I think. Uh, oh, what's his name? Um, I'm going to tip my tongue. Nah, give it to us. Dunn TV. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually Mike got a Mike, Mike Dunleavy Jr. Golden State jersey in one of the cupboards somewhere, so that's a nice one. And you forgot his... Yeah, no, I was on the tip of my tongue. I knew it was like it was Mike <laughs> someone, but yeah, nice. Okay, someone you really, really dislike. Went to the 1988 Seoul Olympics and was a teammate of J.R. Reed's. The friendships that I developed on that team will treasure for life. It's nice to go out on the court now against opponents that play Olympic Games knowing that we've spared a special honour together. So you say some, someone dislike. I don't like or, or someone I don't it's like? Some, yeah, one of your not, most disliked. Danny players. Manning again. <laughs> Danny oh, Manning. What is this? Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Jeez. I don't even like saying that name on this podcast. My goodness. Okay, we've got a, a magic card. Just a team card with a bit about them. I'll read it. By the time the NBA war expanded franchise to Orlando on April 27, 1987, Central Florida already had spent 20 months preparing for the new team that would be called the Magic. Philadelphia 76ers general manager Pat Williams agreed in June of 1986 to run Orlando's expansion effort, and before there ever was a team to cheer, 4,176 season ticket deposits were made, including ones from former Harlem Globe product Curly Neal, former Mets manager Davey Johnson, and his Tim Raines. I, I told you my like little story guys. about Orlando Woods back in the day, right? I'm sure I've told it on this show. You know, being a, a young kid when they came into the league, didn't know my American geography. And I heard this team called the Orlando Magic. You know, one of the first thing I thought of? Why are they naming a team after Orlando Woolridge and Magic Johnson? Like, why Why are they naming a team after both those players? So, yeah, interesting. Yep. Okay, so another career leader, Sacramento Kings card. So let's go again. Uh, assistants and Burns in 91, 92. This is tough. For Sacramento. Um, the original triple threat was the highest leading points in assists. The original triple threat before, you know, walking triple double. Uh, I was going to say, is Reggie Theus one of these players? No. Um, Fat Lever? No. The original triple double guy. Right? When you think of the, the, the guy, the original guy, the first guy to ever average triple-double in a season. Who's the first guy to ever average triple-double? Yeah. So Oscar Robertson. Yeah, Oscar Robertson. Oh, points. Right. This rebound, Sam Lacey. Right? Interesting. Okay, bullets. 
got five foot eleven. Um, signed as a free agent by Washington. Doesn't have his number even here. Andre Turner. Didn't have any clues for you to get that. Andre Turner. Interesting. He didn't play NBL, did he? No? Uh, I'll check that. Is that the last one in that pack? Or? Two more cards. All right, you hit me with the, the next one. Okay, Golden State Warriors, Mullen and Hardaway. What's Dynamic nice duo card, right? That's an awesome so it idea. says, in just two seasons, Hardaway will develop chemistry normally associated with long-time teammates. Hardaway, one Mullen, said, all you have to do is give him the ball and he's going to stick it in. Mullen on Hardaway. He's got the most confidence I've ever seen in a human being. And they're still very good friends to this day uh, before being joined by their other mate. Who was Mitch Richmond. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, well, Los Angeles. Andre Turner didn't, didn't play in Australia, but he played all around the world there, so maybe that's where I saw his name playing on. So yep. Yeah. Okay, this guy was Los Angeles 1984 USA basketball team. They won the gold medal. Um, his name's not... He's not an Australian fastballer by the name of Damien. His surname same as that Australian fastballer. Vern Fleming? Vern Fleming. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm, if, I'm in good form if I'm getting cricket clues there, Woods. But yeah. uh, that's, that's okay. Not a bad pack. I like some of those interesting different cards. Yeah, it wasn't bad. There was some, <clears throat> some fun facts. We've got some decent players. You've got some, some Clyde Drexlers and a few other guys. We've got Mo Cheeks, which is good. So, yeah. All right. Well, appreciate that, Woods. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. So, look, really enjoyed doing it. it hasn't, we haven't had an episode just with the two of us for a few weeks now, so it was fun to do that. Know, um, we've got a few things up our sleeve for these next few weeks. Um, episode 100, we're hoping to you know, talk a little bit about some of the guests we've had on the show there. We're hopefully getting um, super producer Lala to come and assist us with that one. So watch this space. That'll probably be coming out, I think it's the week before Christmas, right, with the way the, the episodes yep. are running each week. So we might take a week off over Christmas. What do you reckon? We'll see how we go. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we can be followed on Twitter or X at Hoops. On Instagram, throwback.hoops, and our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast.gmail.com. Um, also, please um, support us on Patreon if you can. Um, thank you for everyone that's um, pledged to support to us already on there. Um, Woods, have you got any sort of final words, any words of wisdom, any thoughts about the, the upcoming round in the NBL this week or anything? Oh, it's nice to have basketball back, So, and everyone's just looking forward to putting their head down for a few more weeks as we head into the summer break, you know, the summer Christmas break, so... I think it's a really uh, fun time of the year, so I hope everyone uh, is keeping well and um, uh, is, is getting ready to celebrate a, a great holiday season. Yeah. I appreciate that, Woods, and yeah, it's been fun doing it all again. Can't wait to do it all again next week. It's a peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Peace.